I'm so excited about our series on consistency. Has it been blessing you? Come on, if it's been blessing you, holler at me real quick. It's been blessing me. I get to preach this message, and we're going to go on in week four in this series, and, and I want to just pick right back up where we left off last week. This series is amazing, and I believe it's important that we get consistency together because God is on the move. Can't you feel it? I know for some of you, it might feel like struggle. It might feel like difficulty. It might feel like a lot of anxiety, or you're concerned about a lot of things, but I'm here to tell you right now that God, our consistent Savior, our consistent Deliverer, is on the move move in this season and he's trying to get you to be consistent so that you don't miss what he is doing and I can't wait let's just go further in this word and I want to draw your attention again we started it last week and I want to draw your attention again to to second Kings chapter 13 and we're going to read verses 14 through 19. I just love this word. I love this truth. I believe, I just believe in this season, God has been developing some people. I believe in this season, God has given you the rhythm, the rhythm for success, the rhythm for victory, the rhythm for breakthrough. I just believe you're not going to be tossed to and fro anymore. You're not going to be up one day, down the next day. Something is happening on the inside of you. God is getting you ready for everything that he promised to do for you and most importantly through you because there's so much assigned to your life and we just have to get consistent and if you weren't here for the previous weeks I encourage you to go back to the podcast go back to YouTube go back to the download the app go to the live stream archives get this word in your spirit because I believe that the time is now in fact we are right on the cusp even tonight begins the biblical holiday Rosh Hashanah it is the new year our Jewish brothers and sisters celebrate this this is a biblical holiday it is the Jewish New Year and it is marked by what 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 they call the 10 days of awe and in those 10 days you pause and you reflect and you think about God and, and you get in alignment and you get your house in order and, and you make new you, new covenants you renew your covenant with God you you go back and you think about the goodness of God and, and you go back and you look at the vision and you and you go back and you read your journal and you get things together and then it culminates after 10 days with Yom Kippur which is the day of atonement and I just believe that come in the next 10 days on the day of atonement something's going to happen to you something's gonna happen to your life you're gonna come out of this season stronger better with more vision and I prophesy this there's gonna be an acceleration on your life an acceleration on your ministry acceleration on your marriage an acceleration on your business I'm so happy I'm tongue-tied in Jesus name but I'm telling you acceleration is coming to your life unlike ever before get with it study it this is not a message about Rosh Hashanah but I'm telling you there has Never since I've been following some of these biblical Hebrew and Jewish holidays, there has never been a time that it failed to be in alignment with what God was doing in me. And sometimes you'll be in this season, you'll be in this transition, and you feel like something has happened, you don't know. And then if you follow these holidays, you look and you're like, oh, wow, that's, yeah, that's what's going on. And so these 10 days of awe, you know, I might even encourage you, I, I didn't plan on doing this, but, but maybe you ought to fast something for 10 days. Starting tonight, Sunday night, starting Sunday night. Just fast for, for 10 days and just see what happens. Go through 10 days of awe where you just focus on God and you stare at God and you stare at his promises and you stare at his word and you look at what he said to you and you just see how big he is and read about his goodness and read about his awesomeness. And I believe you're going to come out of this with a, with a Yom Kippur shout, hallelujah, on the day of atonement saying, my God, something has happened in my life from the inside out. And so, so that's going to happen. But, but let's, let's get into this word. Let's get into this word. God is making you consistent. I feel that. Last week we talked about when we were studying 2 Kings 13, 14 through 19, we talked about a bow, the arrows, and the promise. If you weren't here from there, that's going to bless your life. We talked about how, how oftentimes life makes us like a bow, and God has to pull us back and has, has to stretch us. And we talked about the beauty of tension, and we'll get into that a little bit more today. And we talked about how the arrows are an opportunity. And, and, and as we'll read in just a second, God told the prophet Elijah, told King Joash to strike the ground. And that means striking where you are and continuing to strike. And, and the promise was literally everything that God said. And again, you got to go back and read that. I want to jump into where we're going to go today. And so it says in verse 14, it says, Elisha had become sick with the illness which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him 
and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. And Elijah said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. And so he, Joash, put his hands on it. And Elijah, who represents God, put his hands on on the king's hands and and that just blessed us last week and and we talked about how when God calls you to put your hands to something you think you're putting your hand to it but God is putting his hands on top of your hands to make certain that your way is prosperous the battle is not simply yours the battle is yours in God when God starts a fight he is not putting you in a fight he's putting himself in a fight and I just believe that right now prophetically God is looking for somebody that is courageous enough and bold enough to step up to the giant that God is calling them to because I hear God saying it's not going to be you stepping up to the giant it's going to be me stepping up to the giant and you're going to win if you believe that take about five seconds and thank God for putting his hands on your hands to make you strong but but that's not what we're talking about again that was last week in verse 17 it says and he said open the east window and he opened it then Elisha said shoot and he shot and he said the arrow of the Lord's deliverance and the arrow of deliverance from Syria that was the promise he says for watch this this is where we're going to go today he says, for you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. Very important. You shall strike them until you have destroyed them. And then he said, take the arrow. So he took them. And he said to the, he said to the king, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him. And said, you should have struck five or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. I thank you for the rich and radical love that you have for everyone here, everyone under the sound of my voice, everyone in Denver, everyone in Los Angeles, everyone in Belgium, everyone in Germany, everyone in France, everyone in Israel, everyone in Nigeria, everyone in the UK, all those who are watching right now, you have a rich, passionate, radical love for. And God, one of the ways that you're expressing your love to your children right now is through this message. It is for them. It is for their edification. It is for them being built up. It is for their revelation. It is for their destiny. It is for their strength. It's for their power. So I thank you, God, that you have given your servant today the spirit of wisdom and revelation, insight, knowledge, prophecy, accuracy, and clarity that I might minister a word of truth that will liberate, empower, and ultimately transform. I thank you, God, that we are not going to miss a beat. Hallelujah. We're going to be in alignment with you. We're not going to miss anything. No weapon that is formed against us is going to be able to prosper. And you're going to speak and whisper into our hearts and our minds and our ears and tell us this is the way. Walk in it. And we will do just that. So I thank you that your word is anointed. And I thank you, God, that this message, God, is going to open our eyes and set us on fire. I thank you that these things are done in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do me a favor. Before you take your seat, just greet somebody in the name of the Lord. Say, you're in the right place today. You're, you're in the right place today. Turn to your other neighbor and say, God's going to bless you and your family real good today. Come on. Say it. God's going to bless you and your whole tribe. Hallelujah. So, so, hallelujah. So, we're, we're picking up on where we left off in this incredible story of a victory and instruction and we, we see, you know the story here, Elijah is the man of God and he's representing God and, and Joash is the king and he is a king that is uh, originally uh, very upset and sad that his spiritual mentor is, is, being, is ultimately going to die and, and, uh, and, and the spiritual mentor tells him, you know, take a bow and an arrow and he's basically giving him some imagery and some symbolism that that is designed to spark his sense of victory and to pull out of him uh, a sense of greatness and tenacity that he's going to need in order to to drive out the the enemy that was against him and 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 ultimately that he tells him to take this arrow and strike the ground and, and he does take the arrow and he does strike the ground, but he strikes the ground 
and he stops. And the man of God becomes angry and, and says some, quite frankly, some unpleasant things to him. And so, so Joash had a problem, and I believe that this problem that Joash has is a problem that you and I often have, and that is this, that we don't strike the ground consistently. I think that oftentimes God gives us a promise of victory, right? A promise of victory is very motivational. It's very inspirational. It, it, it feels good. You know, you'll come in on a Sunday and you get a word and it's about what God says he's going to do in your life. And, and it's an amazing word and you feel the power of that word and you feel the strength of that word. And, but the, the challenge is sometimes because it is a promise of victory, we assume that it's going to be easy. And so we believe that, that victory is easy and the reality of it is that's actually not the case. We have to understand that God communicates from a place of victory. You have to understand that. So God, when, when God speaks to us, when God gives us a word, he doesn't give us a word from a place of you don't have it yet. He gives us words from the place of victory. So when it comes to you, it comes to you in the context, in the language, and in the spirit of it's already done. So that's how we receive it because it's coming from the realm and it's coming from the space and place of victory where it is already done, right? And that's wonderful, but sometimes that is deceptive because sometimes we believe that since it is already done, all we have to do is step in it and not have to fight. And so we think that victory is easy and victory is not easy. Victory requires perseverance. Victory requires you being willing to fight and to go through whatever you have to go through until you see the victory. Victory. victory necessitates consistency. Do me a favor, write that down, whisper in somebody's ear. Victory necessitates consistency. One of the things that we have to understand is that God never promises, this is so important, God never promises that it will happen on the first try. I feel that for somebody. He never promises that it's going to happen on the first try he just promises that it will happen. And there's some people under the sound of my voice right now, and there's something that God, oh, I feel the spirit of God. There's something that God indeed has spoken to you and has said that this is your portion, that this is your lot, that this thing is going to come to pass in your life, and you have tried it, and it hasn't worked out the way that you think it ought to work out. And as a result of that, you believe that the word is not on anymore. He didn't say it was going to happen on the first try. He just said it's going to happen. The word says a just man falls seven times and rises up again. Sometimes it takes you seven times to fully perceive not only what God said, but what it's going to take to produce what God said. Are you tracking with me? And so it's not going to be easy, and it doesn't always happen on the first try. God basically, he tells Joash in this passage he says that, that you're going to destroy it. And I believe that, that, that Joash probably thought that the moment, that if he would just strike it one time, then immediately the destruction that God had promised was going to happen. You know, how's that relate to us? God speaks to us and we think, okay, so God said that this is my portion. And all I got to do is swing at it once and it's going to happen. But as I mentioned before, he never said it was going to happen on the first try. And I'm going to be honest with you, he never even said it was going to happen on the second try. I don't know who I'm talking to today. This is for somebody. Because what the enemy loves to do is he loves to weary you in your process to God's promise. You got to catch that. If I, can, if I can weary you, if I can get you, watch this, to get weary in your well-doing, I can keep you from your due season. I don't know who's in it right now, and I feel like taking a moment and prophesying, but I feel like there's somebody in here, and you are about to give up on what God promised you because it's not happening in the timetable that you thought it ought to happen, but I hear God saying, you didn't strike the ground enough times. You need to strike that thing a few more times. If I said it, it's going to happen, and you have got to get consistent and relentless with manifesting my word. If that's you, take a few seconds right now. Resolve that in your spirit and give God growth. 
world and give God glory. Come on, if that's you, just just take that. I, I hear God saying, go back to the vision. I hear God saying, go back to the drawing board. That wasn't the moment. That wasn't the try. Get back in the fight. Do it again and again and again and again until you see what God said. If that's you, holler at your boy. Come on this morning, holler at the Lord with me. Yeah, get back in it. Get back in it. He never said, I guarantee you, when he spoke that word to you, he never said, it's going to happen on the first try. He didn't even get into that because God's assumption is that you will trust and believe that his word is settled so much so that if it's not showing up, you are just believing that it ain't the right time. But it doesn't mean that you stop doing it because you never know when the right time is. God wants to surprise you. I feel that if you strike it again and again and again, you're going to strike oil. I feel Jesus in this house today. I feel God in this house today. Strike it again. High five your neighbor and say, strike it again. Strike it again. Again. Mm. Yeah. Strike it again. Strike it again. And you, let me tell you how you'll know when you don't have to strike it anymore is when it's produced. Feel the Holy Ghost. Because somebody is saying, how long will I have to strike it? How many times will I have to strike it? For how long? And I'm telling you right now, the answer to that question is you will know when you don't have to strike it anymore when it's finished. Feel the spirit of God. That's how you'll know when to stop. When you see what God said, that's, that's. Because here is the truth. I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm learning this more and more, and I keep talking about it. I'm going to be honest with you. You ask how long? It is in the long where the man or the woman is developed. Oh. You want to build your life, God wants to build you. And the building of you doesn't happen when you strike it one time and it comes to pass. The building of you happens woo, when you watch this, when you strike blindly. Strike blindly. It didn't happen here. And I don't know if it's going to happen on the next time, but I'm going to strike it anyway. And it didn't happen on the second time, and I, I don't know if it's going to happen on the third time, but I strike it anyway. I keep striking it. I strike it blindly. I strike it blindly because one day when I strike it, the oil is going to spring up in Jesus' name. And that's where you're developed. There's so much there. That's this. It, it, it. The blessing is not what blesses you. The blessing is not what blesses you. It is what you do on the way to the blessing that really blesses you. In fact, the becoming that is required to birth what God spoke is the blessing. I feel God. I feel God. I'm learning that. It is the inward development that is the greatest part of this journey with God. And so God has to put things in front of you to motivate you on your way to you. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. Yeah. How long? How long? How long? That development. If you're taking notes, write this down. The man is more important than the mission, and the woman, the win. Say it again. You, 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 you. You are more important than the mission. You are more important than the win, and that's why you got to keep striking the rock. Can I go further? The ground. Can I go further? Don't strike the rock. Moses struck the rock. He got in trouble. Don't do that. Strike the ground. The, the tension season, you know, we've been talking about that. The tension season is a season that has to be stewarded. Oh, God, I feel this. That, that's, that's the season that I grow in. You have to, you have to steward 
the season of tension. Many people change plans in the tension season. Many people make bad decisions in the, the tension season. Many people abort the whole mission in the tension season because they don't like how it feels. They don't like the weight. And you get stretched. When you think about it, when you get stretched, there is this awkward sense of almost deformity. And it is deformity because you're, not, you're, you're being formed, so you're not quite formed yet. And, and in that time, you are highly susceptible of making a bad decision. And so you have to recognize when the pressure comes on and when the tension comes on, whether it's the tension of lack or the absence of something you feel constrained or something that you believe you need, you don't have, whether it's the, the frustration in a relationship or, or sometimes even your frustration with God, whatever it is, you have to learn how to manage that season well. You have to manage, you have to understand that, that you have to have words that come to you like, like this is working together for my good. You, you have to sometimes speak peace to your own spirit. I feel God. Sometimes just to your own spirit, you got you, you to speak. I know this is crazy, but I speak peace. Jesus had this uncanny ability to be asleep in the bottom of boats, even though the storm was tumultuous. The storm that the boat was carrying. He had this, he, he learned how to manage tension. He didn't get stressed out in the tension. There was something in him that said, this is working out for my good. And he learned how to speak peace. Ooh. You got to manage a tension season well. If you're taking notes, write this down. This is so important. And as it relates to consistency and being relentless, this is so important. This might be, if you don't get anything else I said today, get this. Champions are just beginning where most people quit. Champions are just beginning where most people quit. Family, it's hard to describe, but there is this moment. I feel this for somebody. There is this moment where quitting seems like the thing to do. I, I, I want to describe it. it. It's this zone, and it's a real short zone. It's a very thin zone, and it's the zone where, where you are at the end of your rope. Ooh, you got to catch this. Help me to say this right, Jesus. You are at the end of your rope. You don't even perceive that you have the ability to go any further and the voice that says quit is so loud and and is so affirming and it almost feels like God well you did your best and you know you, you put it all out there and you you have no more to give and it is so loud that it seems like truth oh I feel God I feel God I feel God and that's where most people even good people Quit. They stop right there. But in that same space, the champion reaches deeper within themselves. They, they tap into something that is greater than that moment and something comes alive in them and they break through that threshold and they run on and they discover a greatness within that they didn't know that they had. That's what champions do. We don't quit when it gets hard. We get motivated when it gets hard. I feel God. We are just getting warmed up when most people quit. You ever had that trainer? And maybe it was your first time working out with that trainer. Or maybe you took a class or whatever. And you thought that, that you, you didn't realize to after the fact that that those first 25, 30 minutes that you thought you were halfway through the workout and it was just a warm-up. You, you know what I'm talking about? You've been in that class. I know you've been in that class. I've been in that class where you're like wheezing and coughing and you sweating or whatever. And they're like, oh, that was just a warm-up. And you're like, what? But you make it through. 
I'm telling you what champions do. We just get started where other people quit. That's what separates the men from the boys, the women from the girls. We don't stop. We get rolling in the tension. If that's you, holler at me today. Where are my champions at? Come on, Denver. Come on, LA. There's more in you than what you think. I hear God saying, strike the ground and don't stop striking until the miracle is manifest. Holler at me right now. Give Jesus about eight seconds of worship and praise in this house today. Oh, glory. Mm. Because here is the thing. Here is the thing. Here's what you have to understand about yourself and what you have to understand that God knows about you. You have too much ability in you for God to reward a half-hearted pursuit. I've learned, family, even in my own life, I used to be so encouraging that I'd be a liar. Here's what I mean. I would see somebody do something good, and I would call it great. I would see somebody, and sometimes it wouldn't even be good, it'd just be okay. And I'm just so encouraging that I, I would say things like, excellent, but it wasn't excellent. I don't, watch this, I don't give out my excellent too often. Because people will only rise to the level of your commendation. I, I, I got it. If you're taking notes and you're a business person, you're an entrepreneur, this is for free. People will only rise to the level of your smile. I don't give. When I give my staff a compliment, they can take it to the bank because I don't give them easy. I'll give them appreciation easy, but I won't say that's excellent easy because I believe that there's too much in the human being for me to play with them and call something that is mediocre excellent. You got to stop lying to people because you got to set that bar high so that people can reach up and reach their greatness. So recently I stopped doing that. I don't say excellent if it's not excellent. And neither does God. God always, God understands that your potential is up here. And he is not going to call you here what he knows you can produce there. Are you tracking with me? So God knows that there's more in you. And he will not let the ground produce what he promised with a half-hearted pursuit. You got to go after it. You got to go after it. Can we go further? And so, I had a question. My father-in-law always tells me, always, as you're studying the word, always ask questions of the text. And I had a question about this whole thing. Because remember... In the text, Elijah tells him to strike the ground five or six times. He didn't get specific. Why didn't he get specific? He tells him, he says, he says, King Joash, I need you to take that arrow. I need you to strike it five or six times until you destroy your enemy. And I think... The reason why he said five or six times and didn't get specific is because he was making the point, and he was making this point. He was making the point that however many times is necessary for you to manifest your victory is what you do. In other words, it's, it's, it's however long it takes. If it's five times, if it's six times, the reason why it's not specific is because there is no number. God withholds the number from you. I feel it. I just keep hearing for somebody, get back up. I hear for somebody else, get back in. Get back up. Get back in. God is withholding the number of times and the number of attempts it's going to take because that is not important. What is important is that you manifest what God said. The victory is certain. The victory is sure. The only question mark on it is when. And that's why he, he instructed the, the, the prophet Habakkuk to say the vision is for an appointed time. And at the end, it will speak. The only thing is, we don't know what that appointed time is. We just know that the timing is perfect. Anybody have to wait on God for a season? 
and you thought that it was delayed, but then when it showed up, it was right on time. Anybody ever been there before? You were like, God, you were taking so long to manifest this promise, and, and it seems like people are passing me by, and it seems like life is passing me by, and it seems like I'm right past my prime, but when you stay in the fight, and you don't get weary in your well-doing, and you don't give up, you look up, and the miracle comes through, and you say, God, I thank you that it didn't come one second sooner, because this is the perfect time does anybody trust our perfect God to bring you into a miracle in the perfect timing God is managing the entire universe he knows times and seasons before the foundation of the world and family we have got to get to a place where we just trust him God I trust you if you knew when to bring me forth then you know when to bring the miracle I feel God we've got to trust him you know Times and seasons, God. And I have never, I, I promise you this. I have never felt that God was late when it arrived. There's never been a time, even when things seemed to be delayed and I was real discouraged, I promise you, oh, as God is my witness, as I stand before you, it has never come through. And I said, God, that was sure late. It is always, God, I thank you. I couldn't see it while I was in it. But when it manifests, it was right on time. Because had it happened a week sooner, five years sooner, ten years sooner, I wouldn't have been ready for it. Now I realize that in the waiting season, you were preparing me. You were getting me ready. So I won't drop this ball. You allowed me to drop lower balls, smaller balls. But when this one came, I grabbed that thing and I took it all away in the end zone. Come on, somebody. If you believe God's talking to you, holler at me and give him praise. He is an on time. I'm God all the time. God is good all the time, but he's also on time all the time. There's never been a moment, I promise you. I've been walking with the Lord for real, for real, for 19 years now. And there has never been a moment where I said, God, if you would have given that to me sooner, I would have been so much better. I realized, God, if you would have given that to me sooner, I would have died. I would have squandered it. I wasn't ready for it. Thank you for the long season. Because you were building me, I wanted you to build my life. But you wanted to build me. Hallelujah. We're almost done here. And so, what you got to do in order to manifest is you and I have to, have to function from the place of victory. So, I'm not continuing to be relentless, continuing to go after it, continuing to fight, continuing not to give up, hoping that one day victory will be mine. No, I function from the place of victory. It is functioning from the place of victory that makes me relentless. I am not, watch this, I am not striking the ground over and over and over again to try to attain victory. I am striking the ground, oh, feel God, I'm doing this motion because I want you to start doing something. I want you to keep striking. I'm trying to get your rhythm back. I am striking the ground not because I'm trying to attain victory, I'm striking the ground because I have victory. I have victory. And the victory is going to be manifest with my consistent striking the ground. Somebody's getting their strength back here this morning. Somebody's getting their rhythm back. Somebody's getting their victory back. I feel it because every time you do this, you don't think something's happening, but you are breaking the ground. You are breaking the ground because the seed that God wants to plant is going to require a ground bigger than what you see. Do me a favor. Do this. Don't hit nobody when you do it, but just strike the ground. Come on. Come on. Strike the ground with me. Come on. Dear. I mean, strike the ground. Everybody. Strike the ground in Jesus' name and keep on striking it. Here's the issue. And we're closing here. If you look at verse 18, it says... Then he said, take the arrows. So he took them. He's doing good. And the man, he said, take the arrows. So he took them. And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. Now, here's the thing. Again, God doesn't tell you how many times to do it. So he says, strike the ground. 
So he assumed, it says, so he struck three times and then stopped. The problem there is not that he struck three times. The problem there is he stopped. He stopped. Who in here right now? And it says the man of God was angry. The man of God was angry. He said the man of God was angry. The man of God was angry. The man of God was upset. And the reason why the man of God was upset, watch this, is because the man of God knew what it took to be great. I feel you got to catch this. In other words, you, you are my spiritual son. You have watched me as I have watched my father, Elijah, the prophet. And you've seen me go to war. And you've, you've seen me stare down false prophets. And you have seen me face the enemy with my shoulders square and my chest out with unrelentless faith. You have never seen me back down. You have never seen me quit. You've walked with me this entire time. I know what it takes to win. And I'm telling you what to do. I'm angry because I know that if you don't have a fight in you, you won't survive. It's, it's so funny. As a parent, as one who leads leaders, there is nothing more disappointing than a child or a leader with no fight in them. It's, it's not even mad, I'm, I'm angry with you. Like It's just, if I don't put anything in you, you at least have to have a fight in you because life is gonna throw too many things your way. And if you don't have something in you that stands up to whatever comes your way, you are not going to survive in this life. It is not angry to the point of I'm so mad at you. I'm hurt because I know you're going to need this fight in order to survive. And all you've got to do is be strong and courageous. Family, I'm going to, I've got six wonderful kids. I've got dozens of spiritual sons and daughters. And, and, and for, my, for, my, for my kids, natural, and, and if I'm able to for my spiritual, I'm, I'm going to leave them an inheritance, a physical inheritance. I, I'm going I'm to leave them property, and I'm going I'm to leave them resources and all that kind of stuff. But if I leave them all of that and don't leave with them the fight, I have failed them. This is why he's upset. He strikes the ground Three times, all you got in you is three times for your destiny, for your future, for your legacy, for your children. All you've got in you is three times. And then you stop. Is not the future that God has promised you, your children and your children's children, not worth you going after it more than three times? somebody in here you're not giving in effort the value of what God has promised you're not you're not giving in value effort he's, he's promised you here and you're giving in effort way down here He's promised you infinite, and you're giving him three years. It wasn't that he was doing the wrong thing. It wasn't that he didn't do anything. The issue was he didn't do it enough. And he was mad. But this is interesting. This is important, and this is the thought that we'll close on. It says... The guy in verse 18, he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God in verse 19, and the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five or six 
And he might as well say seven or eight or 25 or 27 times. Watch this. It says, then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. Let me stop right there. There, there is a degree of effort for every giant that God assigns to your life. There is, and we don't know what that degree of effort is, but oftentimes, hear me, it is beyond the effort and the strength that you believe you have. It's beyond it. Giants don't fall easily. I know we look at David and he had the one sling and all that kind of stuff, but what we can't see is what was going on in the inside of David to produce that type of act of victory. That's what we don't see. We got to tell the whole story. David had to become something in order to do what he did. It, it typically requires you to tap into something that is beyond you from that place of victory, and then it is produced. There's an effort to this thing, to everything. You only, in other words, this type of miracle, this type of blessing was not a three-strike blessing. I feel that for somebody. And I believe you're in this room and you, you, you're already starting to catch it. You've heard it loud and clear. At this point, it's becoming remedial and redundant to you. You hear it loud and clear. Go back to it. Swing at it again. Go back to it. And this time, don't go back to it with strings attached. Saying that if it doesn't happen like this or it doesn't happen this, or don't give God a time limit. Don't do that. Don't do that. God is infinite. And he understands all things. And I already hear you going back. But here's the thing. He says, you should have struck it five or six times, however many times. He said, because then you would have struck it until you destroyed it. Watch this. He says, but now you will strike Syria only three times. In other words, watch this. What was for him was minimized. Oh, you got to catch it. What was assigned to him, his inheritance, ultimately he allowed to be downgraded because he didn't have the rhythm of consistency and tenacity that would keep him from not stopping, but to continue on in order to lay hold. What am I saying? I'm landing the plane. What am I saying? What I'm saying is, you're not finished yet. What I'm saying is, there is more required of you to manifest what God said to you. Oh, God, I feel it. What I'm saying is that you have to become the type of person that will not, oh, God, I feel this. Man, I hear pastors. I hear this word for pastors. I hear this word for leaders. I hear this word so strong. It's going to take everything you've got and even things that you have that you haven't learned that you have yet. Stick with it. I'm, I'm 15 years planted, and I am just now beginning to see what God told me 17 years ago when he called me to start this movement. If I would have struck just a few times and quit, I'd have been easy, easily going back to corporate America. You got to keep striking it. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not even telling you to strike it 20 times. I'm telling you to keep on striking the ground until you see everything that God said. Keep at it. Be consistent. Be relentless. Don't keep striking it because, watch this, you will get on the level of your commitment to strike. He tells them right there in the text, if you're only going to strike it three times, then I have to reduce what can be manifest. I have to reduce what's yours. In other words, the size of your heart will determine the size of your harvest. And so I want to pray for you this, this morning. I want to pray for you. Consistency is everything. Consistency, get back in the fight. I want to pray for you. If you're here and you know the Holy Spirit was speaking to you, you're in Denver, you're in LA, you're even watching on live stream, and you know that God is calling you to get back in the fight. And you know, although you've given great effort in the pursuit of the promise, but you know there's a part of you 
that has struck it and stopped? What is it? There's some of you right now, and God is bringing things up in your mind and in your heart that you have abandoned, that you've left. You've stopped striking. I want you to meet me down here at this altar right now because I don't just believe that there's a word in this house for you. Come on. Come on. I see you coming in like Denver. I want you to come on. Come on. Just come in both places. Come on. I, I just believe, I believe that there is an anointing. In, I feel God so strongly. There's an anointing in this house right now that is going to put your fight back in you. You're going to pick up your arrows. I hear God saying, I still got arrows for you. I know you've got frustrated and you threw away your arrows and you went somewhere else, but I want you to pick back up those arrows and I want you to strike the ground again because the promise still belongs to you. Come on, keep coming. You can come while I'm talking. Come on, Denver. Come on, LA. Keep coming while I'm talking. Keep coming. Meet me here at this altar. We are going to pray. We're going to pray because you are not going to get the short end of your promise. You are not going to get the short end of your destiny. You've got it in you. Champions, champions start where most people quit. You are not a quitter. The devil is a liar. As long as you've got breath in your body, you have got a shot. Meet me down here at this altar right now. I celebrate you. I see you coming. I see you coming. I see you coming. I see strength arising. Even as you're walking, your strength is coming back. I feel it. And God's going to give you excitement again. He's going to give you creativity again. He's going to give you strength again. He's going to bring resources. He didn't forget about you. I hear God saying, I'm going to complete what I started in you. I don't start something and then not finish it. I hear God saying, I'm Alpha and Omega. I am the author and the finisher of your faith. If I start something, I'm going to finish it. Will you be consistent? Come on, meet me down at this altar. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. He loves you. He's for you. He's got you. The bets are not off. The bets are not off. You just got to fight. You just got to keep going. You can't be weary in your well-doing. You can't be weary in your well-doing. Because in due season, you're going to reap. You're going to reap. You're going to reap. If you don't quit. If you don't quit. If you don't quit. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much, God, for your truth in the method. God, you're raising up a people who are fighters, who are strong, God. Hallelujah. You're raising up people who won't strike the ground three times. You're raising up people who won't think that that destiny is easy, that the promise is easy. You never promised that. You just promised that it was certain. And so, Father, I pray right now in Jesus' name, even as you have brought things to the remembrance of your sons and daughters. Oh, I feel the Lord so strong in here. You're bringing things up, God. And it's almost like in some of you, it's almost like a resurrection is happening on the inside of you. There's something that you called dead and you buried and you walked away from and you haven't even laid any flowers down and you haven't even visited that tombstone. And I hear and I feel resurrection power raising that thing back up again. And, and, and when you embrace it and when you believe it again and when you dust off the vision and when you start prophesying to it and speaking to it and breathing, I see it rising up in the midst of your life I thank you God and God you called your sons and daughters God to believe and I thank you Lord God as they grab those arrows and as they strike the ground again and again and again they're going to see something they're going to see something sprout up that they never would have imagined happen and I thank you for what will transpire on the inside of them as they do Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. If you're here and you don't know the Lord, and you're here and you say, you know, I, I've, been, I've been coming to church. Somebody invited me to church, and I cannot deny the spirit of what I felt. I've, I've never felt this way before, but it, it just resonates with me. It connects with me deeply. And I'm here to tell you that that resonance are not words. It's not the music. It's the presence of God who loves you. And it's the presence who wants to not just be around you, but to be in you. And if you're here and you say, Pastor PT, Lord, I, I, don't, I, I don't, God, you know, you call the Lord God. You say, God, I don't have all the answers, but I cannot deny that this experience has touched me in a deep way. And, and I want more. I haven't felt peace like this in a long time. I haven't felt clarity like this in a long time. And, and I hear God saying, that's me. That's me causing you to feel that way. I'm, I'm standing at the door of your heart and I'm knocking. And I want you to open up because I tell you what, all these things that I'm inviting you to be, I am already. 
I am consistent, says the Lord. And so if you will open up to me and you will let me in and you will trust me, I will make you consistent. I will make you fearless. I will break the spirit of anxiety and worry off of your life. And I will cause you to manifest the greatness that was assigned to you before God even placed you in your mother's womb. If that's you and you say, I want to open up my heart to the Lord today because I want to be everything that he's called me to be, then I want you to come and meet me at this altar. Just get as close to this altar as well. Maybe you're here and you say, you know what, I did open up to the Lord, my, my heart to the Lord at one time, but I've fallen away and I want to come back home. If that's you, come on, L.A., if that's you, Denver, I want you to get as close to this altar as you can. God is touching you. He's going to fill you up. He's going to build you up. He's going to be everything that you have been trying to be in your own strength. I hear God saying, I'm going to be strong for you if you let me in. If that's you, I want you to come right now. Come on, let's celebrate those who are walking right now. Come on, come on, meet, meet us, get as close as you can thank you Lord God is here he's so strong he's here he's here if there's one thing that I would give every person on this planet I guess it would be two things I'd be a, 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 a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the fight I'm telling you those two things, a relationship with God and the courage to fight and to be consistent. Man, those two things will take you everywhere and you won't miss anything. I want you to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this moment that you've allowed me to step into. I feel your presence and your presence is feeling me. I'm so grateful. Lord, you've spoken to me. You've said some things to me that only you and I know about. I hear you. I accept the call. I'll rise to the challenge. I trust you. I thank you for this word and I receive it. I will be consistent. And God, I thank you for Jesus. Thank you for making him who had no sin, all of mine, all of my weakness, all of my shortcomings, all of my limitations. You place in his body, nailed it to the cross and put it to death. But just as he was raised up, free and victorious, because I'm in him, I'm raised up to I receive him Holy Spirit Spirit of truth Spirit of power fill me up today unlike ever before that I might run on and never stop that you might lead me empower me and feed me I love you Lord I trust you my past is behind me my future is amazing nothing can stop me and i will strike and strike and strike and strike again until my promise is manifest in jesus name amen amen come on if you receive that prayer celebrate with me today i believe that something has happened on you from the inside out that's going to change your life forever do me a favor high five somebody and say i'll never be the same again come on high five somebody else and say i'm gonna keep on striking hallelujah until my miracle shows up hallelujah god bless you